Courageous Resistance, we've been blessed, haven't we, uh, through, here's, here's the picture we used at the beginning, standing firm, God's truth, front foot with God's love and action. We've been in this series, Positive Testing. Here's, the, here's that picture. Again, standing firm in, the sen- firm, firm in the sense of growing in our core identity as followers of Christ. Front foot. What does he want us to do in the next season? I've used a little phrase, 40 days, 40 days of Lent, or 46 if your wife makes you, <laughs> for nearly 40 weeks of the year. I know it's not quite, but it... And it's so much better to say 40 days for 40 weeks rather than 40 days for 39 weeks and two days. We've been working through what Jesus has, was shared so well by Tim and, and Nay. Jesus in the wilderness between his baptism and before the start of his public ministry. Here's Matthew 4, 1 and 2. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After lasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. He's literally starving to death. He's been led there by God, by the Spirit. It's a pivotal moment. 40, we've reflected on the significance of 40. Through scripture, how many times 40 is used to indicate a time of testing, a time of challenge, to then lead into a time of closeness with God and blessing. The flood, Genesis, 40 days and 40 nights. Moses into the wilderness before setting the people free from Egypt, 40 years. Nineveh, given 40 days to repent by God. It's a pattern in scripture. And what we've noticed is how Jesus overcame every test, both the specific tests, just like the ones that you and I face, and the big test, as Tim and they were saying, to give up on his mission purpose as the Messiah, the saviour of the world. Matthew 4, 3, If you are the son of God, that's the heart of it. If you are the son of God, challenging his identity, his purpose, a yes to the devil at any stage through this process would equal a no to God the Father. A yes to the devil at any stage in this process would be a break in his relationship with the Father. A yes to the devil at any stage in this process would be a no to the cross. And he overcomes, we've noticed, using the same weapons very deliberately that we have. The Holy Spirit filling, leading, enabling with power and God's word. So the devil says, first doesn't he remember, satisfy your physical needs. Tell these stones to become bread. Meet a legitimate need but in the wrong way. Not through God, not through his timing, not his way. No, says Jesus. We don't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our spiritual need for God is greater than any sense of physical satisfaction or want. So then the devil moves on, doesn't he? We saw in the, in the third week of this series, satisfy your sense of rights, he says then to, to Jesus. You know, test God's goodness. Throw yourself off the highest place and he'll save you. The devil took him to the holy city and set him on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it's written, the devil can proof text, we noticed. 
devil can take any bit of scripture and twist it. He will command his angels concerning you. They'll lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a foot against a stone. The devil is partially quoting Psalm 91. Partial truth is not the truth though. Because Jesus says, no, it is written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. The devil has left out the bit in Psalm 91 where it talks about God doing his ways, his provision, so that we can keep God's ways. Hebrews 11.1 we looked at. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is not testing God's goodness. It's not working against his timing, his plans as I've reflected in our finances. So then the devil finally, and we were looking at it last week, says, okay then, bow down and worship me. Just make me your number one and I will give you everything you want. And you can have it without any cost, without any sacrifice, without the cross. How tempting It must have been. Jesus says, no, it is also written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. In this test, this ultimate test, he directly speaks to Satan away. And Satan must flee. The first Adam in Genesis in the Garden of Eden failed the tests. The new Adam, Jesus overcomes this is the road to the cross and the final defeat and friends we've been reflecting we face exactly the same tests all the time don't we here's my silly picture note the progression in them first we can be tempted practically by material things then the devil gets in with the spiritual dependency things and ultimately the last question to us is who Do you worship? As Tim put it so well last week, who's your number one? Where is your heart? 40 days for at least the next 40 weeks. That's what we've been thinking about. And ultimately, the question is, who do you want to become like? Here's a guy who spent thousands of pounds trying to become like Ronaldo. Thank you. The question is, we're fighting against something, but we're also fighting for. We're fighting for, I hope, becoming more like Jesus. We face the same tests. We can overcome in the same way, filled with the Spirit and with the Word of God in our hands. And I'm not doing a prosperity gospel talk. I'm not saying pull the one-armed bandit lever on God by a good 40 days. I'm definitely not saying put enough in the offering next week, the gift, and pull the lever and you will get Here's the prize. Lift the curtain. Here's the cruise. Anyone remember Bullseye? 
used to be a sort of Woolworth, uh, Woolworth's dinner set, didn't it, or something, you know. <laughs> That's not how this works. What we see in Jesus' life as he goes out of this, the fruit of his, of his overcoming is an unleashing of his ministry. Matthew says that he, Jesus begins to preach and teach the kingdom of heaven has come. God's right rule has come. We see the right rule of God in our lives. Luke puts it like this, Luke 4, 15, 14 and 15. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, led by, filled by. Now he comes out of the wilderness into the what next, full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Stronger than before, attracting people, calling them to God. He was teaching in their synagogues. Note the focus on teaching truth and everyone praised him. And this was his core message. Sure, many of us know Luke 4. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to those who want to worship for two or three hours. He sent me to proclaim freedom who would like to feel much, much better at the end of a Sunday and be really invigorated for the whole of their Monday. He's preached... He doesn't, does he? The spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Sin has these different dynamics. Good news to the poor because sin impoverishes. Freedom for prisoners because sin makes people captive. Sight for the blind, because sin blinds us spiritually to God's truth and God's ways in our life. Set the oppressed free, because sin restricts, holds, squeezes, binds. Spiritual and practical transformation. If we make Jesus our number one, it will be to walk the way of the cross. If we make Jesus our number one, it involves courageous resistance. Not just a, a banner over a church, but a reality in our lives. But if we make Jesus our number one, we will truly know who we are and we will have the absolute fulfilment of serving God's purposes right now where we are. And we will be with him in heaven. We will live forever in a place of no tears. Forever. You may know if you read on in Luke 4, that the people closest to Jesus couldn't receive it. Told him to go away. Jesus told them, well, the Spirit will go wherever the Spirit wants. The Spirit will go to unexpected people. The Spirit will go to where anyone is willing to hear and respond. The Spirit will not be restricted to your holy club. Isn't that a warning for us? A challenge for us. 40 days for 40 weeks. There's still time. 
before Easter. Jesus wants us to know about testing. The only reason we know about this is because he's told the disciples and told us he was on his own. He wants us to know about testing because he wants us to know that we can overcome. We can overcome to be led by and filled with the power of the Spirit in order to continue his mission and ministry. We can leap any gap as this picture shows. We can change people's lives. And just like Jesus in the synagogue in Luke said, today this is fulfilled. We can say to people, today everything changes. We're fighting against because we're fighting for We've started, friends, to go out on the front foot more as a church. We, we've got the Spear programme I, I mentioned earlier. Race week, we had teams going out and praying with people as we were sharing last week. Kids ministry, youth ministry. There's things happening. The spirit is moving, but there is so much more that God wants to give to us. From Easter onwards, our focus is going to be all out for everyone else. Personal evangelism, life groups and our other ministries focusing on the needs of others, larger projects, the street evangelism I said, but reviewing, transform, church planting. And if you feels like that is like an ask, 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 well, someone once said to a lead pastor, not this one, as far as I can see, pastor, this Christianity is just a continuous give, give, give. And the pastor said, that's one of the best definitions of being a follower of Jesus I've ever heard. <laughs> as we shovel to God, God shovels back and his shovel is bigger. Have you captured this vision? Are you willing to come before the Lord and say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Because over these last weeks, we've been reflecting on the battle of the two kingdoms, haven't we? And I really am finishing now. There are two kinds of kings, one a small K, one a big K, who wants our allegiance. There's the evil one who wants our allegiance, wants us to shortcut, wants to say, have happiness without any of that difficult stuff. Wants to sell us a lie. And then there is the king who, yes, does speak to us about tricky things like money and sex and power. But he does it because he wants us to walk in the way of life, real life. And that's why in two weeks' time we'll be marking the fact that he died on a cross for you and for me. But then he rose again.